Hello everyone. Hello. We are back and we're actually on the train. Choo choo. <laughs> so the sound quality might not be super ideal this episode, but this is really the only time we can do it. And you'll hear some ambient train noise. <laughs> So and you'll feel like you're on this journey with us. Yeah, I know. It'll be like an immersive experience. Yeah. Because um, we're all about a journey in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, it's always journey, about the journey about the and journey the, uh, the open yeah. and <laughs> um, We are uh, the Rosettes, if we haven't already introduced ourselves. No, we, we haven't. The, mother, the only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast that we know of. And we're pretty stoked. We're pretty jazzed to be here. We're on our way to the D23 Disney Fan Convention. Yep. So uh, we're super stoked. We're a little sleepy, but, but I was, it's 7.20 a.m. and we're on the train. Oh, boy. This is exactly 7.20 a.m. And um, I forgot what I was going to say, but something about the Sorry. train. <coughs> no, that's okay. So, but there will be lots of background noise, but it'll be cool, so, because this is when we can do it. Uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I, I got the train all wrong, and I put us... I wanted to be spacing forward and going by the water and going backwards looking at the hill. So, oh well. But they're both pretty. So they're both pretty. Also not very relevant to what we're and here we to talk know, about. And the ocean all the time, so who cares? Ocean schmotion. <laughs> ocean schmotion. Okay. Um, we start the episode. Is there any Bachelor Nation news? Uh, I can't think of any. I don't think so. Uh. There's been a call for, like, people want Derek to be The Bachelor. Yeah. That's been floating Oh, Hannah around. is officially on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, that's Officially exciting. announced that. And we're keeping our fingers crossed that we'll run across her on the show floor <laughs> when we're at <laughs> I think she's in New York right now. Oh, rats. Yeah. I saw her at the Taylor Swift Good Morning know. America concert today well, the on panel, Instagram. I think the panel's, I don't know when it is, but it's probably not today. Or it's definitely not today because it doesn't start until tomorrow. But I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think, I think that's Saturday. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. And uh, should we just jump into the episode? So yes, the episode. The episode. Um, okay. We, it's nighttime on the beach, and we're picking up where we left off last week with, with uh, the rose ceremonies. Well, first the fight. Oh yeah! Fight! Fight! <laughs> it's like one of the big things that happened this episode. Yeah, I already yeah, totally no deal. Nothing happened of importance in the first five minutes. So they're fighting, and Jordan goes up to Christian and is like, right. "I'm going to take your pinata." Yeah, just as a recap, um, Christian and Christian's Nicole like, were sitting on the day bed. Hands on my fucking pinata. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm recapping with the recap. I'm recapping the recap. So last week, Nicole and Christian were on the little day bed, snuggling, and Clay didn't like it. So Jordan jumped to his defense and ran over there and took down the piñata, and that resulted in Christian um, topping off the bed and starting and getting engaging Jordan in a fight. Yeah, and then Jordan's like, "I don't like this," and then he freaking body slammed. Yeah, he him. just he just picked up Christian and just dropped him on the floor, and that's when all of a sudden you can see all the producers and bodyguards and or whatever they're called security I people. I love the behind the scenes I know, me stuff. too. So all of a sudden all these guys in black shirts come out of nowhere and break up the fight. Yeah. And Jordan only requires one handler. Jordan yeah. immediately leaves the fight. But Christian requ- requires at least like six handlers. Yeah, like it was like seven people I paused it to I paused it to count and I there was at least six and I think maybe there was a seventh that, w- that was kind of in the mix also. So, and it's funny that they blur out some of the faces and they don't blur out other faces of the producers. But, so, six or seven people tackle Christian. Jordan leaves the fight peacefully, but Christian keeps trying to break away and run off and attack Jordan. Yeah. And then when we see Christian, he's wearing, like, a, a, it's not really a sling, but he's wearing, it looks like a sling, but it's like a, a boob sling, like a titty sling. Yeah. <laughs> not, you know, during the fight, everybody's, like, commenting, oh, my gosh, they show everybody with their hands over their mouths, and so forth. The girls, the guys were more like, oh, dude, oh, bro, no, that's not good. Yeah. So, anyways. And Nicole's like, oh, my God, I didn't want anyone to ever fight over me. When she literally last week was like, uh, Clay, can you be a little bit more aggressive? And so, like, obviously this is, she was, she was into this. She, you know, Nicole's sad because she actually cries, and she was not yeah, I think at first she enjoys it, at least. Then, the, they, you know, during the fight, they yell at each other, 
and you know when the producers take Jordan away, he says, well, what, you know, <coughs> what did you expect me to do? I had to, you know, I kind of had to defend myself. And Christian's in the background screaming and clawing. Oh, bleep you up, homie. Blah, blah, blah. F you. Blah, blah, blah. You cut my head open, bro. I love how when they're fighting, they still call each other bro. <clears throat> and Jordan, Jordan can't resist his own Jordanisms. And he says, you know, he says, cheers to you being a bitch. Remember, like he did last year, yeah. that's one of his stock lines. So that was the way he, he ended the fight by saying, Cheers, you being a bitch. <laughs> and like Ariel said, they were afterwards, they were. Christian was in the sling thing. Yeah. And the producers are all. I'm oh, sorry, I thought we had already finished the fight. I didn't know that. I wanted to make sure we fight. talked about Cheers, you being a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that's important. It's important, is it Jordanism? Mom and I have very different definitions of what's important in The Bachelor. <laughs> so, yeah, in the aftermath, they, so they call Chris Harrison, and Chris Harrison shows up, and they show both both guys separately, and the producers <coughs> tell Jordan, you know, we have a zero tolerance, tolerance policy for violence, um, we don't take sides, but we have to send you home, and Jordan's like, yeah, I understand. And then Christian, they told him the same thing, but he basically was like, yeah, but Jordan did it blah 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 as long as he's going home that's fine blah 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 so just yeah really angry so it showed, showed the difference in their character and I was telling Ariel while we were driving to the train station I think from Jordan's point of view he was just re- trying to throw another teddy bear right you know? repeating okay. the teddy bear incident because we know Jordan likes to kind of repeat things and he's a little gimmicky he's a little gimmicky so he, I don't think, had any malice. He was just trying to ha- pull this stunt and be silly. But Christian didn't understand that and attacked him. Whereas somebody like David or most, almost anybody else on The Bachelor would have understood and just let him do his thing and make himself look like an idiot and then carry on from there, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so Christian and Jordan have to go home. Yeah, and then Nicole's like, well, better pick up the pieces with Clay. And then <laughs> yeah, she, right. she goes to Clay and she's like... Hey, like, you were the one I always wanted anyway. So this tonight just really showed me the other two, like, in their character. And I don't need that kind of aggression. Which is, even though she, like, just asked for more aggressive behavior. So it's like, okay, like, if you say so. And they cuddled and made out. He's like, you look just like J-Lo. Oh, yeah, he's like, she, he's like, she looked better than j Oh, well, she said, that's the trouble. I wrote it down somewhere. Well, basically, she said... You know, that's the trouble with this outfit. Next stop, Guadalupe. Guadalupe coming up. Apparently the next stop's Guadalupe. <laughs> she says something along the line of, you know, that's the problem with this dress. It's like a sausage. I feel like I'm a, in a sausage casing. And Clay says, there's no problem with that dress. <laughs> okay, I guess that's important. <laughs> that was cute, though. I, I didn't think cute. it. I don't remember that happening at all. Oh, it did. <laughs> and I wrote in big letters in my book, girls that's why we choose men like clay not christian so next up is the uh cocktail party yeah it resumes despite the fact that some like blake in particular was like i don't know what they're gonna do are they gonna send us home are we gonna have to go back to our rooms what are they gonna do everyone was like having like uh demario and corinne flashbacks yeah thinking they might get shut down but they weren't i think but i think I think Blake was kind of hoping they'd be shut down because then he'd be able to, like, pursue Hannah without anyone else getting in the way. Perhaps. Maybe he just wanted America to stop hating him. So, he, you know, once the uh, cocktail party resumes, Blake, in his little ITM, says, there's a lot of guys here who don't know who their rose is coming from. So, you know, we've got to get a lot done during this. Party. Although he seems to be pretty confident he's getting a rose. He's like, there's other guys that don't know where the rose is coming from. Where does he think his no, rose is going to come from? He, we know he's, like, super cocky. He's cocky <clears throat> and he's a little bit narcissistic, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. He, you know, and he's he just gets so panicky so quickly. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah, I think he thinks he and Hannah are, like, already engaged. Like talks to Onyeka and says the word on the street is that you're going to give your rose to Cam and Onyeka's like no not ne- not necessarily and I, you know, I didn't tell anybody that but Cam seems to expect that Onyeka's going to give her the rose and he actually this made me really mad Blake went at one point over to Onyeka and told her 
that he was talking to Mike, and Mike says, you know. No, Cam said this, not, you said Blake said this. Oh, sorry. Cam yeah. did this. This made me mad, too, because I was like, you're an asshole. Yeah, it made like, me really mad, because, yeah, Cam told, tells Onyeka, oh, yeah, Mike says he's just not that into you, you know, you're not his type. So, basically saying, don't give your rose to him, give it to me, kind of thing. Yeah, he was, that's totally why he was doing it. He was doing the same thing to her that Kayla did to him, essentially. Like, he's, like, just trying to manipulate her into right. picking him. But that was really mean, because but he, it's mean. he's, quote, befriend, befriended Onyeka, and he knows that Onyeka is just, like, dreamy-eyed over Mike. And yeah. I, I mean, s- like, she wouldn't be, honestly. Well, and I saw in an interview after that they asked Mike about that, and Mike said, I never at any point in time said that I found Onyeka not attractive. I never said she was not my type to anybody. Mm-hmm. So that makes me kind of like, I questioned Mike back on Hannah's season when he did the pity rope, basically got Cam kicked off. I was kind of irritated with Mike a little bit. But now we see this happening and Cam not being truthful. You know, that makes me think maybe he wasn't truthful last time. Now, when has he ever been truthful? We, yeah. You know, we don't know. So, anyways, I have another more commentary on that after we get to the rope ceremony. Okay. okay. Even more. Wow. Oh, yeah, even more. Everyone's sick of the Hannah-Blake-Dylan triangle. And um, people are still, like, slut-shaming Hannah, which is a shame, because I think she's just, she could handle it better, but she's, I think she's just kind of being manipulated by Blake. Yeah, I mostly agree. She has this, Hannah has a stupid little aside where she says, my mom always told me to take my, take my vitamin, but today I have to take my multivitamin. I have to choose between vitamin D or vitamin B. And then yeah, she pauses. It was kind of stupid. And she says, Blake or Dylan? <laughs> like, we didn't know <laughs> what she meant by the vitamin D and B. <laughs> anyway. So, Dylan interrupts Hannah and Blake while they're talking. Says he has something special for her. And he takes yeah. her to a little picnic he planned. It was cute. And it had a bunch of stuff that I guess she's, like, into. Like, gummy worms. And she's like, oh my god, I can't believe you remember I like gummy worms. Yeah. You like gummy worms too. And I was like, okay, so you guys know you like gummy worms. That's but cute. <laughs> like, which... Well, that, you know, that that indicates that he was, he's was he been listening to her and trying, yeah. he's doing his best with his limited resources to do something special for her. Yeah. So that was nice. And something that's all, that I always notice when, beto- like, the differences between Dylan and Hannah and Blake and Hannah is when Dylan's talking to Hannah, it's always about her. Like, it's always like, oh my god, I like you, I think you're amazing, you're blah blah blah, you're blah blah blah. Right. Like, like, it's always about him and him saying, like, what he thinks. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Which is definitely not healthy. (laughs) Yep. And Dylan, during that whole date, Dylan says, I will never not choose you to Hannah. And he says, you know, I'm happy to, he didn't say I'm happy to, he says, I will help you through the decision you have to make between, you know, him and Blake, basically. Mm -hmm. Which, again, is something that Blake would never do. Yeah. Say. He just, you know, so he's he's a very supportive guy, very sweet guy. Yeah. You know, she tells him she feels really bad about what's been happening. Um, I wrote down, then she should stop doing it. <laughs> anyways. So then Blake also takes her aside for a special little moment. And, she, and Blake tells her. His moment's a lot less um, personal, though. Yeah. He just does the standard bachelor move where they hire a mariachi band. Right, so... Which is really cool, but it's not, like, personalized to right. her. it's just a, you know, what can we do, for, you know... It's just of, a bachelor movie. Yeah, I mean, I picture it going, like, Dylan going to the producers and saying, I want to do this and this and this, can you give me this and this and this? And Blake saying to the producers, what can I do to, you know, spice up a little, you know, quiet time with Hannah? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not very personalized. But they do the mariachi show up. He does they dance together. His stupid dancing. I'm so sick of his dancing. But he tells her during this interaction, he says he wants to remind her why she has a crush on him. Yeah. I just wanted to slap him silly. Super arrogant. I just want to remind you why you have a little crush was. on me. That's what it was that reminded me about the difference between Yeah. Because Dylan was like, yeah, I remember you said you liked gummy bears, so I got you a bunch of gummy bears. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Blake was like, I wanted to remind you why you have a crush on me. Yeah. I'm pretty great. I want to remind like, you how great I am now. What a freaking jerk. <laughs> it was so gross. Um, 
So now is it time for the rose ceremony? Just about, yeah. Dylan, um, Dylan cries intermittently whenever you know you know that whenever Blake's with Hannah. Um, so finally, Chris Harris tinks his glass. Tink, 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 tink. And we get little ITMs from several people speculating what's going to happen during the rose ceremony. Um, Blake is confident he's going to get Hannah's rose. Cam thinks he's going to get Onyeka's rose because she's his ally. Um, also, at this point, Mike has started pursuing Sydney. Yeah, Mike and Sydney are sort of an item. So she's, you know, Onyeka's not tied to anybody. She likes Mike, but Onyeka, or but Cam made her think that Mike doesn't like her. And... So that's essentially how the rose ceremony starts. It's all ready to start, and then Onyeka says, Excuse me, Chris, can I say something? Yeah, and then she goes up, and she's like, Hey, everyone, so uh, I've had a kind of just an okay time here. I haven't really connected with anyone, so uh, I'm going to boogie. Sorry. Yeah. She basically said, I've made some good friends here, but my person is not here, and I can't continue doing this, so I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't give her rose to anyone. Yeah, which means that one more person is going home. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this in light, you know, in light of the whole thing that Cam told her about Mike, which Mike denied ever saying. If Cam had just said, if Cam hadn't been a jerk, because you could see her face when Cam told her Mike's not... Doesn't, not attracted to you, you could just see her face completely fall and be sad. And I think that was the moment that she decided to go home. Yeah. Because she just felt like he made her feel like a loser. He made her feel really bad. And he's, so I'm off the cam train. I was defending him for a long time. Screw him. Go home. Yeah, I don't know that why was, you were defending him. We knew he was awful. I thought he time. was just awkward and dorky, but what he did there was just mean. Just, just 100% really... mean. Yeah. And if he had just said, look, you know, I know neither one of us is doing great right now, but we've had this, you know, sort of bonded together and formed this friendship. And if you, you know, if you are so inclined, I would happily accept your rose. And the next time around, if I haven't found anybody, then I'll reciprocate. You know, if he'd just been nice about it, she probably would have given him the rose. But she, yeah. he was a jerk and made her feel really bad, and she felt the need to go home. And I, I blame Cam 100% for her leaving. Yeah, he was kind of a bit of a... He was a jerk. Um, but then the roses start getting handed out. And who's who's first? Let's see. Um, Demi's first. Oh, Demi gives hers to Derek, of course. They're such a weird couple. I, I, I'm not really buying them as a couple. I'm not really either. I think... But I that, think they're good friends. I believe them more as close friends yeah. than a romantic couple. And of course, I'm clouded by the fact that we've seen the previews that her girlfriend is going to come and all that, so yeah. maybe I'm just predisposed to not see it, but I don't see it. Um, then Katie uh, chooses Chris. Chooses Chris, yeah. Nicole <laughs> chooses Clay, because, you know, what else is she going to do? Well, she, hopefully she finally came to her senses and chose yeah. the right guy. Kaylin picks Dean. Classic. Yeah. That's what she was waiting for this whole time. Tasha picks John Paul Jones, yeah. and I I'm not super I'm not super big on Tasha. I I have some conflicted feelings about her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's intelligent, but I do think sometimes she can be a little bit of a hypocrite. And yeah. um, I know I like Tasha. Before Tasha gives him the rose, I mean, but I see what you're saying. Kind of, I see what you're saying too. I understand where you're yeah. Talking. But I do I love John Paul Jones. Yeah. So. <laughs> Before Tasha gives John Paul Jones the rose. There's a little ITM, and John Paul Jones says, you know, Tasha's everything I could ever want in a wife. She's intelligent, she is hardworking, and she is the, she's the hottest girl I've ever talked to. <laughs> and then Tasha uh, says a really nice little thing to him yeah, before she, she gives him his rose. She says, she's like, you're... Uh, she says, you've got great hair, you look great in the Speedo, but you're also very intelligent. Yeah, I think she likes that he's surprisingly intelligent. She and says, so Romeo, I mean, John Paul Jones, we accept No, she, yeah, oh yeah, she does say that. I, everybody laughs. Everybody's really, every, I'll guess the rest of the cast is like really happy about this little interaction. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. They laugh and clap and stuff. Next, Sydney oh, gives her. and when he accepts it, he says, yeah. Yas Queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess is something he said a lot on The Bachelorette that we right. just never saw. 
Um, it was like a deleted scene yeah. that they showed later. Yas, queen. So Sydney gives hers to Mike. Sydney and was the best dressed again in her white, pretty white little dress. I actually didn't like her dress. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was a little too simple. All I right. was inviting it. Um, and Hannah gives hers to Dylan. Dun, dun, dun. Which is her basically making her decision at that point. Yay, and everybody is relieved the right and happy. Yeah. And then it's Christina, right? Um, yeah, so Hannah and Dylan were second to last. and But before Christina goes up to give her rose out, there's a shot of Kevin. And Kevin said, you know, I was into Sydney, you know. I was 100% thinking she'd give it to me. You know, I was, I was 100%, you know, sure that I would be willing to pursue her. But, you know, I could also potentially... Christina or Kaylin. So he's just dumb. Yeah. He's like saying how he wants to stay, and but he doesn't really care who gives him the rose. He's just like, I could, I could be into Kaylin, Christina, or Sydney. Yeah. He's kind of stupid. Yeah. He's kind of a big dope. Um, but he's on the chopping block, and Cam's on the chopping block, and Wills, Wills. and Blake. So Blake, Wills, Kevin, and Cam are the And this is kind of interesting that I saw this on uh, Twitter. But, alright, so, Christina, it's her turn to choose, and she chooses Blake. Why? Probably because the producers paid her to. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think it's her doing it out of the kindness of her heart or anything. Well, she's got this weird um, justification for it. She says, you know, you're a good person when she gives it to him, and, you know, everybody deserves love, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, off, like... On, in her little aside thing, she's like, "Yeah, now I'll have to watch Hannah date someone else, and it'll really suck for him." Yeah. <laughs> so really, he he chose to stay in his own personal hell. You know, he could have turned down the rose, but he chose to yeah. stay. But she's kind of mind mind messing him. But the thing about this, um, I read <coughs> on Twitter, uh, someone was like, uh, "Why, like?" Oh, someone was like, why would you give your rose to uh, Blake instead of Wills? Like, that's such a stupid mistake. Like, and then Christina goes, or why didn't Onyeka stay and give her rose to Wills? Like, you could just, like, judge her just as much. And then Wills commented on that same post, because that was Christina that said that. Then Wills said the difference between Christina and Onyeka is the fact that Onyeka didn't say she was... she was going to give you a rose the rose ceremony and she was interested in pursuing you so apparently according to Wills Christina like led him on and got his hopes up which is so sad because I love him yeah so sadly we have to say goodbye to um, Wills yeah a little less sad we have to say goodbye to Kevin and no longer sad at all we have to say goodbye to Kim as he exits As he exits, he says, always be crying. ABC, always be crying. <laughs> and they all wave at him, sort of half-heartedly say, bye, Kim, all in unison. It was kind of funny. Um, um, Demi, Demi says, when it's determined that Blake's going to say stay in her side, Demi says, Blake should be in that SUV right now, but the universe won't let that happen. She really wanted him out of there. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants him out of there. No one wants him there. Um, when Wills leaves, he says, Christina's living in the past. And Kevin, when he leaves, insists that he was really genuine. And, you know, he says, Blake has sex with all of them. I was really genuine and really looking for love. So, oh well. Too yeah. Bad but that was a long time spent on that mm-hmm. rose ceremony. So let's go on to the dates. Okay. And the other stuff going on, on in Paradise. The, um, let's see. So the next morning in Paradise, um, John Paul Jones kind of recaps who's with who, and we kind of get a look at all the couples again the morning after the rose ceremony, and it talks about how Blake doesn't really have anyone, and then Demi goes, he's the turd that just won't flush, <laughs> which is pretty freaking hilarious. Pretty accurate. And then so, uh, Canadian Caitlin arrives. Yeah, they're all sitting around and see somebody coming down the stairs, and it's Canadian Caitlin, who... She's the girl that was like, uh... Sorry, Colton, I don't have a sob story, so I can't talk to you about anything. And he sent her home during uh, during a date, not even the rose ceremony. Yeah. 
She's kind of boring, but she's super beautiful. She's got these really pretty eyes. Yeah, she's super pretty. A lot of people are saying that she looks just like um, Kaylin, like they're twins. What? No, she's way prettier than Kaylin. They look a lot alike. I'll have to look again. Kaylin didn't. I think you are just blinded by your hate for her. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I'll take another look, but I think Kaylin looks much more natural than Kaylin with all Kaylin's fillers. Kaylin has gotten a lot of fillers recently, but when they were both on Fulton season, like their headshots Uh, look identical. All right. Because Kaylin and they almost have the same name. Kaylin wasn't getting, uh, didn't really get a lot of work done until after she was on the show. Okay, and she, have you seen the memes going around that compare Kaylin to a Furby? No, I'll have to find them. You know what a Furby Furby is, right? Yeah, because she just, yeah, she's got this sort of little. I don't even know how to describe it. Her face is. I don't think she's that pretty. I think she's just. I think she used to be super pretty. Oh yeah, she. I think her. I've seen pictures of her. Before, like her before her pageant days, and she looked really natural and pretty. Not that there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting work done. I do whatever you want to your body. Sure, I guess. But when you're beautiful to start with, why bother? Well, it's whatever you're comfortable with. That being said, uh, I, I thought she was really pretty on The Bachelor. Yeah, but I mean she's a pretty girl. I haven't really thought she's that ugly or anything. Anyways, but that's <laughs> all shallow stuff. She's just. But she's also evil, so... Well, as soon as she arrives, as soon as Caitlin arrives, Caitlin says, she better not steal Dean. You know, she better not touch Dean. She's freaking out for her. She's not freaking out that much. Mom, mom, when mom tells stories, she's a little biased about everything. Um, uh, Dean, she she does take Dean aside. Caitlin takes Dean aside. And all Dean does is talk about Caitlin and the other people. So Dean's... Dean, she's politely kind of being like, no. Yeah. Caitlin is like, um, you know, how's, how's paradise for you? And Dean says, well, it's been super stressful, but not for me. Oh, for once. You know. And then he when, leaves yeah. her and he goes back to Caitlin and um, he's like, all right, well, I'm going on this, so I'm going on this date now. I'm so going bye. On a date. And she pretends to be cool with it. She's like, oh, okay, oh, cool. Okay. But she can see her face fall. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just kidding, huh? That was good. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this kid, he's like 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. But I kind of got a kick out of it. Yeah. The same kind of twisted kick I got out of it when she, she ju- he made her think like he was going to jump in the pool with her and he didn't. Yeah. Um, so she talks to Jay, Caitlin talks to JPJ and Derek, and they both say they're kind of interested in somebody else already. And she's like a little annoyed. She's like, well, everyone already seems to be interested in someone else, so I'm not really. You know, in an aside, Dylan, in an aside, this is a great. This might be my quote of the night. In an aside, Dylan says, "Caitlin will be the next one caught in Blake's web of lust and deceit." <laughs> lust and deceit. It was pretty dramatic. Yeah. This whole episode actually was a lot less silly than normal, and it kind of—I was a little bummed about it. It was pretty dramatic. You know, kind Everyone of drug, was, yeah. After the rose ceremony, it kind of dragged on a little bit. I think. Yeah, it was kind of dramatic, and there was no funny bits. But anyways, oh. And we, we find out that Blake did, in fact, meet Caitlin at Stagecoach. Yeah, and then she go, he goes, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Um, and he, she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just ask Blake. So she goes and she asks Blake on a date. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, you know, I was really kind of hoping to have something with Hannah, but she obviously chose Dylan, so I guess I'll just try to have enjoy my time in paradise now. And then they go on their date, and their date is doing yoga. Tantric yoga. Which is like, oh, I found your lid, Mom. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like sex yoga, basically. Yeah. They're taught by Salvador and Alicia, I think were their names. And, um, yeah, so they sit on the floor, and they get all, all of these um, positions that are very cozy and sitting on each other's laps and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Uh, then they make out, and then they make out in a pool, I think, too, right? Or, no? Yeah, eventually they get in a pool, and yeah. she's got a really cute bathing suit. It's one of those bathing suits that looks better not wet, though, than wet. But the little pink bathing suit with the shoulders, the little off-the-shoulder pink bathing suit. Oh, with the ruffle? Yeah. Ruffly? Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying by that. Now, at first I was like, what are you talking about? But I get what you're saying. Um, but, yeah. Well, they did a cute, the producers did a cute thing during the yoga part. They show 
Blake in an aside talking about him. He's enjoying the date, etc. And he says, prayer guys for me has been pretty brutal, top to bottom. And then the next scene is them touching their butts together. <laughs> and that was really cute. Doing their tantric yoga. I think they'd have so much fun being like an editor on The Bachelor. Yeah, they do an amazing job. I think job. they work their butts off, though. Yeah. They must, they must be some of the hardest and most underappreciated workers in the world. Like, think about all the time. Think of all the footage they have to watch, and then they have to be like... And yeah, and they have to have a good... I would think you'd have to have a pretty good memory. To yeah, you'd like, have to get, have a good memory, because you'd have to be like, oh, like... Piecing everything together. Yeah. Like, so, oh, you have to remember that this person said something about this other person and then remember to, like, clip that in right when that person's coming down the stairs. Right, exactly. <laughs> so like, they're, they're just a genius. Yeah. So, it's so freaking funny. <laughs> during, the date, during the date, they do cut back to the boys on the beach chatting about what the date will be like, and Dean says, um, he says he's really thankful that Blake is out there out deaning Dean. <laughs> Dean's a Yeah. I freaking love Dean. I like Dean by himself. I don't like him when he, like, dates anyone, though. He right. just is not a very good relationship person from what we see on TV. But, after, you know, I think it was after the yoga and before the pool, Blake sits down with Kate Lynn and tells her all about what's happened since Paradise started and all the women that he got with, hooked up with here and there. Okay, but he also just tells her his side of the story. And yeah, well, that's true. So, obviously, it's going to sound less bad from his perspective, because he doesn't think he was bad at all. Yeah. And so she's going to be like, well, okay. Sounds okay. Also, I think she's, she also said that she did, she likes, she wants, is she the, also the girl that said she just wants someone to party with? Um, she said that on Colton season, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. I said that when I was watching the episode with Yvette, and she's like, no, she didn't say that. She just didn't have a sob story. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone yeah, else, but I'm pretty she, sure she also. Colton, I think, asked her, what do you like to do in your spare time? And, oh, I just like to party with friends. I like to, you know, hang out with friends. So she and Blake are probably actually pretty compatible. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but kind of shallow. And <laughs> When he's done telling her the story, she says, gee, how many rose ceremonies have they, there been so far? He says only two because it sounds so much, you know, so much more drama from his story. Yeah. And he says only two. You haven't missed a lot. And she says, "Sure, sounds like I have." Yeah. <laughs> and she, Blake, in a side afterwards, he says she took it a lot better than he thought she would. Yeah. And then it's nighttime, and yeah, um, Sydney says, "I found a date card." She runs into the Oh, yay. Yeah, and then it has it's Dylan's kind of, name on yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of tense for a second, and the camera lingers on everybody, you know. And they, it's for Dylan, and he says, F, yeah. And then he's like, I guess I have <laughs> to take a few people away to talk to them, right? <laughs> and then he just asks Hannah, like, and it's cute. super cute. And he, yeah, and then she, her, um, she says yes, and he says, oh, yay. As soon as he gets a date card, I, I, I say, I bet they're going to go to the Vedanta. Is and then they was? do. Yeah, the, the hotel where they have, like, all their dates. Is that where, yeah. yeah. That's where, I remember that last year, that was where Crystal and Goose had their dancing date, where it looked like yeah, they were dancing on the They bar. always go to the same. I think there's only a couple resorts nearby yeah. where they're staying, so I think they only have, like, they just do the same dates every year and then just hire other weird things to Limited, limited resources. But when she does accept the date, everyone claps, and there's a few people to go, woo! Except for Blake, of course. So everybody's happy that this is working out for them. Um, and then Blake says, it feels like torture when I see her happy with another person. Screw you. Screw you. How well do you happy. even know this person? Yeah. You know, you know you're, ugh, he just makes me so upset. F paradise, he says. Anyway, um... They go on their date, which is at the, like, shallow water pool thing, um, where, like Mom said, Crystal and Goose had theirs last year, and they're talking, and... They look and like they're super She's happy. super pretty. She looks yeah. so pretty on the date, and they seem really happy to be on the date together. Yeah, and she's got this little lacy black dress. And he's like, I... But, like, apparently his dad had cancer. Yeah. 
So hopefully he's not actually the son of someone that mom knows. That's right. Because that would not be good. Yeah. And, it, and they didn't really resolve what happened with the cancer. Like, they didn't really even say if he's still alive or not. Yeah. He just said that his mom, um, you know, stepped up and was and took over everything and took care of dad and took care of all of them. And, and that he would like that kind of enduring love someday. Yeah. His parents are inspiring. And uh, they make out, and then um, they Anna, bring out Aztec. Hannah comments at one point oh. that, he, that how selfless Dylan is. Yeah, which which is true. Yeah, and then they bring out these Aztec warrior dudes, and they dance around them. Yeah, and, and they're like, okay. And yeah, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's like Aztec warrior flash mob thing. I don't think it was that weird. It was just weird at, to happen right after that serious conversation yeah. that they had had. And it's a, it's a cool looking backdrop for them, like sort of dancing and kissing as it's going on. And Dylan says something along the line of, you know, Aztec warriors were known to be super badass, so I'm going to be an Aztec warrior for Hannah's love or something like that. Something's kind of cheesy and a little bit here. stupid. Dylan also says that he is falling in love with Hannah and he can see himself marrying her. But we kind of already knew that just because of how he acts around her. Yeah, but it's important when they say it, it's important. Yeah. Oh, does he tell her? Yeah, he her says, face? I'm starting to fall in love yeah. with Hannah. Yeah, that's right. He says it to her face. And I she, remember him saying it. She doesn't reciprocate it, but she smiles and she, you know, hugs on him and stuff. Um, and she tells him, she doesn't say she's in love with him, but she says, I am all in with you. Yeah. And he's thrilled. Yeah. I didn't come here to spend the summer with you. I came here to spend forever with you. Yeah. And that was that date. Aww. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Back at the beach, they're having a bonfire. Uh, Chris is having a PTSD <laughs> flashback because apparently... Is, yeah. Did you see that? That was the first... That, that, that season, season two of Bachelor in Paradise was the first ever season of any Bachelor I ever watched, and I remember that happening. So that was the first season that Ashley and Jared were in Ashley and Jared. Because uh, they had like a little flashback, and, and apparently yeah. he was trying to leave the show. He's walked through the fire and embarrassed himself. Or, yeah, and he like burned his foot. It was pretty funny. Um, but also, uh, I don't remember liking him on that season. I don't even I didn't even remember him from that season, honestly. Except when he used to talk about the foot thing, I remember that happening. He comments that, you know, back then he was really immature and much younger, and he feels different now, and he's really happy to have Katie on his arm. They seem like they're boring, but they do seem to really, it seems like they're a nice, normal relationship. At one point, he says he can see her as his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Demi and Derek are chatting. They they talk, they agree that they everyone has a, everyone on the beach has a wounded heart. Everybody just wants to connect. Mm-hmm. Tasha and JPJ are chatting by the pool, y'all. He says, can we go chat by the pool, y'all? <laughs> He's so funny. And in his ITM, he says, she makes him feel like um, a nervous schoolboy, and he feels completely incapacitated around her. And, and he really likes naps, apparently. <clears throat> is and, it, wait, is this when they have their conversation? Yeah, yeah. This little side, he says, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why I should mention that, but he's I guess so he cute. said that. So he is cute. really cute. He does. And... He, when they were sitting together by the pool, he asked her what I think is a really good question. You know, how do you spend your time when you're at home? Yeah. Um, she says the family's super important to her. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to I wanna have kids someday. Me too, yeah, my family's super important, y'all. I don't think he says that. I think he just says he wants a family someday. Maybe he did. I I don't remember that part, but I remember him saying that family was important to him too. Yeah, and they're every every single time, like she says a sentence, he kisses her. It's kind of weird. He says, but he's like obsessed with her. He just keep, wants to keep making out with her. It's, it's but funny. he still wants to talk to her too. So it's yeah, like, so he keeps talking goes to back her. and forth. He says he had a really serious girlfriend in college that everybody expected he would marry, but he just couldn't see that. He couldn't see this person as the mother of his children. He, I kind of wondered what that meant, but he does not elaborate. Yeah. Uh, but he does say he's ready to settle down. And, um... It, Tasha I has, forget what... Oh, I don't know what, like, motivated this, but she basically, <laughs> like, 
ridicules him for taking a bunch of naps. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he says something like, oh, I, you just blew me off today. I tried to come spend time with you, and you blew me off. And I said, no, I didn't. So I went to go eat tacos, and I ate, like, ten tacos. Then I had to take a nap. <laughs> and she said, well, I can't help it if you take 12 naps a day. <laughs> but look how pretty it is up there. Oh, it is really pretty. Sorry. View it's time. foggy right View now. break. Yeah. I know. It looks a little haunt, like haunted. It's super foggy, and there's we're going over water, and we're by the ocean. Uh, oh, now arriving, Lompoc Surf Station. Lompoc Surf Station. Wow. Lompoc Surf Station. Look at all the dunes. There's all the sand dunes. Anyway. So John Paul Jones, in one of his asides, says that he was living in fear of somebody else getting to Tasha before he could start developing this relationship, and he says he's starting to fall in love with her, and he'd be happy if she was his wife. Tasha Paul Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Which is moving pretty fast, though. Yeah. But I love the Tasha Paul Jones. Um, I just love John Paul Jones. He's so nice. Yeah, he's sweet. He's fall- such a cutie. They- also, he's, like, super handsome. He's super handsome. They um, jump into the pool and they make out and stuff. But John Paul Jones follows some pool water and starts gagging again, as he is wont to do. <laughs> people, on the, people on the sidelines are like, is he okay? Is he throwing up again? I feel like they always say, like... Anytime John Paul Jones does anything, they're like, is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> he also like, took a nap in the pool yeah, that that's one right. time, too. And that's they're like, right. should we check on him? Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone seems to like like him, but they don't know. He's kind of an enigma to them, right? Yeah. He's hard to figure out. And, um, they seem really, you know, they seem really genuine. They play triumphant music for them when they're making out in the pool and laughing and choking and all the stuff. But we also see him crying super hard later. Yeah. I like the sneak peeks. And we also, I thought that the twin, I think it's Emily is the twin that's coming. In the previews, we saw him putting lotion on her butt, and that doesn't happen yet either, so what's going on there? I I think that'll just be a shallow thing. I don't think that'll be. Probably. But still, you shouldn't be getting that butt happy with uh, somebody when you're pursuing somebody else. Yeah. Anyways, um, they seem really genuine and happy, and Tasha seems really surprised that she likes him, but she yeah, <laughs> she keeps she keeps saying things like, "He's so intelligent." Like she wants to like she's rationalizing. That yeah, she's like, "No, guys, he he's not like a stoner." I he swear. really is. He's really okay. Yes, <laughs> like, swear to God, he's like way smarter than he looks. <laughs> I wish we could see a home down date with her bringing John Paul Jones home to meet his dad. That'd be hilarious. That'd be the best TV ever. <laughs> Except maybe for Dean's family, the best TV ever. Yeah. Um, the rest of the episode is mostly about. Demi and her dilemma, trying to figure out her relationship with the girl back home, who we learn's name is Christian. Yeah. Um, she, like, she's just conflicted because she knows that she, like, does have feelings for Derek, but she also has feelings for Christian, and she just doesn't know, like, if she, like, would still be thinking if like it was reversed if Christian was there and Derek wasn't would she still have these feelings for Derek like or would it be the same like she doesn't know and she's just trying to figure out her feelings because she doesn't care about Derek she doesn't want she says one of them deserves to have all of me she feels like her she sort of divided up yeah the next morning she walks on the beach with Hannah and continues to talk about this you know problem Hannah G Hannah G right um, anyways, so, then the other Hannah shows up. Somebody yeah. comes down the stairs. Other Hannah shows up, and it Let turns her. out. I know, I missed her already. I freaking love her. I, I'm so excited she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. They make she's her, the best. They make her entrance all mysterious, like, but dude, you show us in the previews who it is. It's not yeah. mysterious. But I think they want us to think she's going to be competing, since she doesn't have, like, a fella anymore. Yeah. But also... This was filmed before the Jed stuff right. happened. So she probably still so she was with still Jed. she was still with Jed at this time. But um, nobody asked her about that. Nobody asked her about her journey or anything. And everyone is shocked to see her. They're like, oh my gosh, it's Hannah. And they're like, why is she here? Like, why would Hannah be here? Like, so she's not yeah. going to just fly down to Mexico just to say hi. Mike seems super and happy to see Mike, her. Mike, he's like, yeah. oh my god, look, it's Hannah. They have a big and they hug. Give a big hug. And... John Paul Jones says, hey, Hannah. Yeah. And then she says, 
Hey, bro, I miss ya. She says, she says, John Paul Jones, how are you? And he says, perfectly well, thank you for asking. And she says, I missed you, bro. Yeah. Which was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think she does, I think when you do this experience, you have to, like, I mean, get used to having the people around, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you do end up caring a lot about a lot of these people, and you probably do miss them but at the same time like if you end up with someone at the end like it's awkward yeah it's awkward so and they're all but i hope that she's not with anyone dysfunctional family yeah i hope that she's not really like with with anyone now that maybe she'll like be one of the bachelors that can remain friends with her yeah contestants like caitlin i think and she's a lot like caitlin i think um yeah caitlin kept her friendships with a lot of the people yeah she was at jared's wedding yeah, and she she's pretty she's good friends with um, Nick too, still isn't she? Yeah, sort of at least. Yeah. Anyways, so Lecter didn't come to see the guys from her season. She came to see Demi, which you know, not that big of a surprise again since we saw it in the previews and so forth. But they're basically I don't know. To me, it just it seems really forced and a little contrived that we're having this big huge setup for Demi just to bring her girlfriend on the show. I think it's really good that they're doing this, though, and I think yeah, I do too. Uh, the reason why it's oops, sorry, um, so manufactured, like, produced, I guess, <laughs> is because, like... They don't want anything to go awry. Yeah. They want this, since they're take. It's stupid chance, that it's, yeah. it's stupid that it's even considered a risk in the first place, but since they're seeing this as kind of a risky move on their show's part... They want to make sure that it's a good fairy tale ending with like a positive that's told like the right way and no bad things kind of happen. Yeah. So I think they're taking the steps to kind of make sure of that. And um, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't know. It just feels really awkward and uncomfortable. Also, but I think they fine. they yeah. wanted Demi on there so much. Right. Anyways, they're like, okay, this is cool. They do seem to bend over backwards. What Demi wants, Demi gets. Yeah. So, in their conversation, well, Demi, first of all, she says she wishes Lecter had been there, and the whole time she really misses Lecter. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that Derek has been so amazing and so accepting, but basically she just, you know, she misses this woman back home that she's been dating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lecter kind of alludes to her relationship with... Um, with Luke because she says you know that's amazing that Derek is so patient with your other suitors you know because I didn't have the my I didn't have that experience on my journey yeah and I think she was alluding to Luke yeah being a jerk about every other time she went on a date yeah um so Demi's conflicted Lecter goes home and Demi and Derek talk although I was amused by um, at one point, Demi or Derek says, "He says the Bachelorette just pulled my girl away," which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, and that's pretty much everything that happens. Yeah, you know, Demi and Derek talk. Um, Derek in, his, in an ITM says the most painful thing would be to lose her. Derek wants her in his life, but you know, he says it's hard to know. Basically, Demi says, look, this thing I have with my girlfriend is maybe more serious than I originally admitted to myself. I really miss her, and I don't know what to do. And Derek says, you know, well, I'm disappointed that you kind of downplayed your relationship. And it's hard, you know, it's hard to see you wanting to be with anybody else. And he says, it doesn't matter who, anybody. Um, but he's not going to give up on her. He's being really patient with her and kind. really sweet, yeah. Yeah. And... Demi, after that talk, Demi summons Chris Harrison. And? And I don't know. Do you think just anybody can summon Chris Harrison? I think she has. You have to have a little bit of clout to do that. No, I think anyone can summon Chris Harrison. Well, he shows up pretty quick. And while all this is happening, the rest of the cast is speculating on the fate of Demi and Derek. They're all kind of thinking she might. She's like, they're like, oh, she's like self-evicting. Is she she going to go home? Is she going home? What's happening? Um, and that's where the episode kind of ends, right? Yeah. So we don't know. We don't know why she summoned Chris Harrison. 
but I assume it's to talk about the girlfriend and so forth. Yeah. So that was the episode. Yeah. They had a super cute post-credit scene too, though. They were all all the the cast is lying on the beach, and somebody spots whales out in the water, and it's a mommy and baby. Um, somebody says, "Oh, it's so romantic." As soon as Demi finds out it's an orca, she's like, that's my favorite animal. It's my favorite animal. Yeah, and she's spazzing about it. She and they says, all watch. Demi says, this is the best thing that's happened since I got here. And I wrote, sorry, Derek. <laughs> and the very, the very last thing, as they're, you know, the, the whales are breaching and starting to move away. And Katie, the very last part of the whole episode, Katie says, Goodbye, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Was so cute. <laughs> like like an elf. Like she was it. doing yeah. a buddy or no, it was the narwhal that said goodbye to yeah. Buddy the Elf. Exactly. Oh. So it was very um healthy and cute. cute. But we apologize if the sound quality is not ideal in this. I my we're going over kind of a bumpy path right now, so like some parts might sound a little bad. Yeah, we're sorry. But you see, at least you're getting to be really with us. Yeah. Now there's no more fog. Now the sun's out and the ocean's right there. Well, what a journey. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's beautiful. But, so. yeah, thank you guys for listening. We're probably going to nap and then watch Bachelor in Paradise episode two because we haven't watched it yet. Yeah, week three, part two, and then we'll do our podcast for you as soon as we As soon can as we can. can. When to do that. Yeah. And we appreciate you. Yeah. And Maybe we'll record from the expo at some point or something. Maybe we'll put some Maybe. pictures on our Rosette Instagram account of us meeting Hannah Brown if we get lucky enough. Mom says that because she wouldn't be the one that would have to carry the laptop around. So. Oh, yeah, about the, but not the, <laughs> not the Instagram part that we can just oh, take yeah. pictures with our phone. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we may not, we, we may not be able to carry the laptop around, but we'll think about it. Um, but yeah, don't forget to rate, review, and uh, subscribe, please, and share our show with your mom and your daughters, please, and uh, if you want, you can totally follow us on the Instagram, uh, Rosette's Podcast, and if you want to chit-chat, you can email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com, uh, yeah. And, oh, let me know if you want. think we should start a Twitter. I'm thinking about getting on that Twitter. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Oops, sorry. My la- I think I have to hold my laptop down for it to not make that noise. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, let me know. Because there's some good meme-age going on. And, like, there's always some, like, gossip on there. So I'm thinking about making a page for us. Yeah. I don't know how those people were able to watch the episode, take notes, and be on Twitter, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, most people, most people don't take this. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> but we are also now on Spotify. So if you have, would rather listen to us on Spotify or you know people who want to listen to us but they don't have iTunes, uh, we're on Spotify now. Wow. So you can do that. So Spotify, iTunes, share it. We've made it big. Not really, but <laughs> it's still cool. Um, yeah guys thanks again for listening we appreciate you very much and uh, we'll see you in a few hours bye